Hey, what's up, folks? Alvin here. Very proud to be presenting you a series of conversations, observations, and just all-around fun and and, and, an amazing time we had live at CrimeCon from our booth. Um, We got some incredible interviews. It's pretty amazing what can happen when you just have a microphone in your hand and a crowd full of people. You, You elicit and pull out all kinds of incredible things. We interviewed Dr. Laura Petler, who was a speaker at the conference. We interviewed Cheryl McCullum, who I am just obsessed with. She's an incredible person and incredible energy. Um, we also interviewed some incredible just everyday people with inc- amazing stories to tell. Fran, as a matter of fact, did an interview by himself for over 30 minutes, I believe. I'm really excited for you guys to hear all of these things. Now, I'm pretty sure these are these episodes are going to be split up into multiple parts, but I just wanted to do kind of an intro to let you guys know what to expect. I really hope you guys enjoy this. This was a labor of love. Um, Thank you to everybody who supports us, everybody who had a hand in getting us to CrimeCon 2021 in Austin, Texas. I hope you guys enjoy this. CrimeCon 2021 update. There is a lot of main character energy at this convention. There's a lot of people who are um, very much like in the mind state of it's my world and you're just living in it. Yes. And I respect it. Yeah. A lot of colorful hair. Somebody wearing like a chiffon robe. Yeah. Uh, Is that what it's called? Yeah, that material that's kind of lacy but see through. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got yes. like a boa connected to it, and, yeah. you, and you don't even really wear it. You just kind of drape it over yourself. Yeah. Uh, I've seen uh, uh, there's a women women with like I said multicolored hair and yeah. just really cool outfits. This is a place where people they like it's like they they're at a summer camp that they've been to before. Even yeah. though there's a lot of people who don't really know each other, yeah. they like have a kinship. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, they know each other from another life. Yes. And I'm enjoying seeing that energy. Yes. Also, here comes Iffy. Shout out, shout out. Shout, shout out, out, out to, to Iffy. Iffy. Shout out. Oh, my God. Yes. Of course. The bob is asymmetrical. I'm loving it. She's giving me <laughs> living single. She's giving me. Oh, my God. I love it. She's got a little earpiece wire hanging from her ear like she works for the president. I'm digging it. <laughs> Iffy's killing the game. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yes. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yes. we're not live, but we're recording. Would you like to? St- oh my God, Ify, please. Would you like oh. to step in? I know you have jobs to do. Okay, Ify's too busy. So, yes, no, do your Thank thing. You. Ify, much love. That was Ify. Yes. Ify's awesome. Much love to Ify. Just making sure we're uh, taken care of and on the right track here at CrimeCon 2021. Mm-hmm. We will be back with more updates shortly. Yes. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Laura Petler coming to you from CrimeCon 2021 in Austin. And I can tell you that we are having a great time here. Podcast Row is starting to fill up and CrimeCon is opening with a huge video on all three stages on two floors and three ballrooms. This is the place to be. It really, really is. And I've come across this, this table, Affirmative Murder, and met... Alvin and Fran, right? And so now we're all hanging out. Yes, we are. We're all new friends. Yes, we and are. We're we call hanging her Doc. Out. Yeah, I go yes. by Doc. And um, we're talking about my presentation tomorrow. So so the presentation tomorrow is going to be really interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a new kind of debut thing for CrimeCon. I am a retired professional musician. Oh, cool. What instrument do you play? The voice. I'm a singer-songwriter. I knew it. I could tell. It's the singer, hair. Singer-songwriter. It's the hair, Fran. And um, also guitar, piano player. Wow. But um, the Murder Room podcast, what makes it so unique is that I am also the composer of all of the music and perform it all for the podcast. Yes. And so with, with my partner, my musical partner, Monty Rogers from yes. North Carolina. We're both from North Carolina. He's okay. played for me for 18 years. Wow. Um, managed my tour back in the early 2000s. So I'm coming out of retirement here yes. on CrimeCon 2021 stage, and I'm going to be performing live an original song from the podcast that drops this fall. If you had to give yourself a uh, of a musician that inspires you to, get a, to give us a feel of what the doc is bringing. My who, who favorite... <laughs> My favorite artist is actually NF. NF? 
Yeah. I don't know who that is. The rapper NF. Oh, I'm I'm new. Fran, make sure you put that down. Nate, make sure make sure you NF. Um, in the Nate, letter N and the letter F. Yeah. Oh NF, my God. Wow. He sings a song called, called Clouds. I stay committed. Embrace the rigid. I'm playful with it. Yeah, basically. Too great to mimic. You hate your bitter. No favoritism. That's fine with me. Create the riddles. Put trade in civil. Unsafe a little. Oh yes, indeed. It's plain and simple. I'm far from brittle. Unbreakable. You following? I'm Bruce Willis in the train wreck. I'm like trading in your car for a new. And NF Clouds, he, Fran, thank you. Yeah, and he sings all he he has he is profound. And and second to him is Billie Eilish. Oh, she's great. Because they're lyricists. Love Billie Eilish. And I love lyricists. I love people who look and feel their way through life and then put it into lyrics. Poetically. And then, yeah. And, and find different angles on saying it. something simple. Yeah, it's I just love that. phenomenal. And so um, yeah, NF. Like I'm, I'm NF's NF. biggest yeah, fan. Yeah. His last name. NF, Brand. She doesn't need. She, she, I mean, that's we're going off of the abbreviation. NF. Yeah, he goes NF, by yeah. NF. Yeah. yeah. And now, so he's like, I am like his biggest fan. He doesn't know that. Yeah. But um, his music is prolific. NF. NF. Oh my God. Clouds. And when he sings this song called Clouds, you know, I think to myself. This is like my life. Like his life as a rapper yes. has paralleled my life in so many ways with the struggle of being young, yeah, female, yeah, and all these challenges that we all have to move up through life yes. as we progress and develop and and to make what we do heard and relevant to Absolutely. other other groups. Yes. So I love him. I just like I'm I'm obsessed with him and yeah. his music. It's a real skill to be able to. Yes, uh, NF. It's a really good we'll ability to, to listen to it. Oh, I will. We will listen. You're gonna love him. Yeah, we're gonna listen. We're gonna listen you're to gonna it tonight. We're gonna, oh, we're gonna rent some I scooters mean, he and sings yeah. All kinds of different different songs, but the one that I'm currently obsessed with that clouds. I play just over and over and over is called clouds. clouds. We'll start with clouds. Yes, clouds. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. phenomenal. It's a way to kick it off properly. It's phenomenal. So no. you know, with any luck, at some point I want to collaborate with them. Yes. You know, and write together i don't know if we'll ever have that opportunity you know we're gonna we're gonna maybe we'll cross over you know we'll, we'll cross over and, and i'll cross over from television and my music and, and we'll do like this you know crossroads yeah. kind of kind of yeah. idea simpatico you guys it might be a match made in heaven absolutely so now doc i don't want to i don't want to hold you up first of all thank you for giving us this much time you're very welcome um before you go now you're a criminal a, 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 a forensic, forensic criminologist, criminologist forensic criminologist now, from yeah. laura petler and associates death investigations in monroe north carolina but we're international yes um how many body farms have you been to oh none i don't do that kind of i don't i don't work those kind of cases so so how do you? I'm an expert in staged murder. So I saw. Oh wow! Okay. I saw. I am the author of the first book in the world on crime scene staging, which is sitting down there at our booth. If you so want like to Gone Girl. See it. Sorry. So like Gone Girl, like yeah, you could like walk into a room staged. and go, no, this yeah. is this so, is a fake so robbery. Anybody that kills somebody and then they make it look like something else, they make it look like a suicide, they make it look like some kind of legitimate murder, whether it's another type of homicide or something else, my team goes in there and we solve those. Wow. Murders. We That's have a amazing. 98% solve rate with the murder room method. Well, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Yes. We're very proud of it because the United States has an average of less than 60% solve rate. Oh, she's kicking, she's kicking the U.S.'s ass. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. So the more people that use the murder room, the more murders we're going to solve, the more justice we're going to get for victims, the more answers we're going to get for families. And that is why we do what we do. That is the whole reason. Every day of my life, that is what it's about. And that is why we're here. That is why we're all throughout the United States. That's why I teach. Yes. That's why I write. That's why I'm doing the podcast. It's why we do everything. Because the cold case epidemic in, the, in, in America is it's out, out of control. Out of control. Yeah. Backlog. We're racking up yeah, at least 6,000 more murders a year that go unsolved. But what about the ones that aren't ruled homicide? What about the ones that are ruled suicide? What about the ones that are listed as missing person? What about the ones that are ruled natural or accident? Yes. They're not being looped in. They're just written off and pushed to the side. Yeah. yeah. So that's not even an accurate number yes. of what we have. So Very true. Unity. Unity. And the key to unity is diversity. Absolutely. Yes. The more diverse we are yes. and come together, 
the more types of minds are yes. working on these cases. Different perspectives, yes. Yes, and that's how they solve. Absolutely. That's what the murder room's about. That's amazing. Now, this podcast is not out yet. It is not out when yet. When will it be out? Oh, TBD? sometime like, yeah, you know, at maybe some, the at fall. At some point it'll be out. Let me, let me tell you why, though. Let me tell you why. Please. This is different. Not only does it have an original soundtrack. Yes. Everybody in the audience is going out on the investigation with me because the the lady that we're talking about, her name's Betty Newmar. She's got five dead husbands and one dead son. That's not normal, and that's called a clue. Yes. So in 2008, I got this case. Call that a black widow sometimes, friends. Yeah, we that, yeah. so we're hunting the black widow, yeah. right? That's what season one is called. So she and I have been doing this, we can, we can call it a dance, for the past 13 years. Oh, so it's time it's me for goosebumps, me right? to take all of you with me out into the field and go out on this investigation with me. Yes. And you're going to see what it's really like to go out and work with me as I'm hunting a killer. I am very much looking forward to that. that I mean, I don't, I don't know. You can't give much more of a uh, build up than that. I don't, I don't know how you top yeah. that. Uh, doctor, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, it's uh, a pleasure to meet you, gentlemen. One, one more time, if you could just let my listeners know. Instagram, whatever you got. Yeah, everything is under Dr. Laura Petler, D-R-L-A-U-R-A. Yes. P as in pineapple. Yes. E as in Edward. T as in Tom. T as in Tom. L-E-R. I love people do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because everyone messes up my last name. Yes. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm super easy to find under yeah. D-R, Laura Petler, at everything. There is my friend. He's wearing a very smart you. blazer. Um, Derek Lavasser just walked in. Derek Lavasser, so very smart blazer. Him. Very happy to see my friend. You haven't yeah. seen him for a while. But thank you. It's been a pleasure to be yeah. on your show. Dr. Laura Petler, folks. You can't call her Doc. That's just something we yeah, can do. Doc. So don't get, con- don't, <laughs> don't get hey, cocky. Alvin, everybody calls me Doc. Everybody <laughs> well, calls me it. Doc. I thought I had oh, oh, so special thing. for you? Yeah. Okay. What's special <laughs> for you? Oh, this guy's popular. <laughs> all right. I'll let you get back to your friend. All right. All <laughs> thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. Checking back in from... CrimeCon 2021. Mm-hmm. There's a presentation currently happening in the breakout room one. I don't know if that applies to anybody listening, but yeah. just saying. So there's a little bit of a lull. So I want to check back in with Fran. Fran, what are you thinking so far? Um, How are you enjoying people coming up to the table, yes, the aspect been, of the, so been, the social great. aspect? It's been great. I like the, the people. We've met some new people. For sure. Shout out to the docs. I'm yes, the doc. Yes. Know she is by now, but um, yes. Yes. She's doing a song. It's, it's, it's been great, man. I've been having fun. One th- interesting thing, though, is like, I don't know how to broach the. I'm like, do we shake hands? Do we fist bump? Yeah. Do we put arms around people when we hu- when we take pictures? Mm. I don't know the social uh, cues coming in coming out of a pandemic. Yes. So, um, t- learning to navigate that is mm-hmm. day one. I think mm-hmm. we'll have it figured out by day two. Yes. And uh, yeah, a lot of interesting people. Met some cool YouTubers, some cool podcasters. Yes. Um, shout out to Stephanie Harlow and uh, Derek Lavassier from Crime Weekly. Yes. And um, a lot of awesome po- uh, podcasters and YouTubers and stuff we met so far. Yeah. And, um, and they are coming out now. And oh, there are people out. pouring out now. Oh, my God. Yes. It's getting very intense. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> did people come while I was upstairs taking a pish? No. Nobody came? No. Nope. Okay. Well, they are pouring so out. a couple people, but, you know, people just kept on walking. Yeah. Well, they are pouring out now, so yes. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, so we're here with Tony. Tony's from Delphus. Yes. And you, uh, you were telling me about your son. Yes. Okay. Uh, our son, John Keith Bemis, uh, joined the Navy in 2000 to make a difference. Yes. But thank you on behalf in of him, first of all. Thank you. Yeah. In the world. And uh, he, he was successful for 12 years. He became, uh, he was on the Navy uh, Marines Achievement War twice. And uh, he drove his ship, the USS uh, Champlain, through, I mean, in, uh, Independence through the Panama Canal yes. in 2012. And also he was on uh, the uh, sail of the month in 2005 for s- saving his ship, USS Independence, from starting on fire because of faulty uh, machinery. Oh, wow. Yes. And then August 6th of um, 2000, August 7, 2012, reported by the U.S. Navy that her son had died. And uh, the Navy said that... He had uh, committed suicide, and there was a gun by his side, and he was, he was found in his uh, Spring uh, Valley home in California. Yeah. And uh, uh, he was wearing a full-face motorcycle helmet during that time, and there was very little blood. 
and uh, we've tried several times to get the Navy to investigate yeah. uh, why we think it's a murder instead of a suicide, and they just can't see uh, why we're thinking what they are, uh, what we do, where we uh, we think it's a suicide, and we've had some help with a few, some a few individuals try to help us out. Absolutely. And uh, I try to uh, take a pictures of pictures, you know, because some of them weren't very clear, and finding that there were homosexual slurs written on our son's body, on oh, his wow. military clothing, on his carpet, on his walls in his bedroom, bathroom, and living room. Oh wow! On his hog. And on the gun that apparently was placed in his mouth wow. as well. And he was going to be married to some young lady and yeah. is from Tijuana, Mexico yes. in 2012. And we've had an investigator try to help us uh, find out if it was a, uh, why, you know, who could have killed him. He, uh, the investigator thought that uh, this was a murder, but he could not figure out why he would have done it. Yeah. And we've had some people that tried to find out uh, this was a murder or suicide. We had a friend who was former Army, talked to a coroner in Ohio, and the coroner thought it was a uh, signs of murder, so he tried to contact the military uh, medical uh, personnel in Dover, Delaware. Uh, the Dover, Delaware Medical uh, Department then called uh, Wright Pat Air Force Base in uh, Dayton, which to uh, uh, contacted the uh, coroner to stand down, and they would destroy all evidence that of our son's autopsy pictures and photos. Oh, wow. And then our person that was uh, trying to get everything started, our friend, uh, he was visited by a federal uh, uh, government uh, representative, and he was told that if he did not stop paying the flames, he would, his son who was in the Navy, would have a dishonorable discharge. Oh, wow. And then we had uh, someone who tried to um, go through and... Uh, uh, serve as another type of investigator. He was a former NCIS agent, and uh, also uh, he was told that if he did not stop uh, getting involved, he would lose his job oh, as wow. well as uh, lose his security as well. Yeah. So uh, there are a uh, few people that were brave enough and kind of trying to help us out, and uh, they were, they were uh, uh, more or less influenced to, to stop helping us out as well. So... Uh, this point in time, it's really torn our family apart yeah, understand in terms of our, our, our family threads. And it's kind of hard to uh, face all this that's going on, but we're trying our best. Absolutely. Tony, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that story with us. Yeah. Um, I would love to at least spread awareness about your son's story on our podcast. Um, people are going to hear this, but definitely um, we'll take some time and look into your son's story on our per on our podcast on another time, I would love to do that. So if you could say your son's name one last time. It's uh, CPO Chief Petty Officer John Keith Bemis, and he was stationed on the USS Independence. He was a suicide prevention watch person as well, and oh, he wow. loved to help people out. He was going to get married to somebody from uh, Tijuana, Mexico. Yes. He's been on several podcasts such as CatchMyKiller.com, Unsolved Mysteries, True Crime uh, True Crime Files. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah and as yeah. well, so... We're just trying to get uh, a, um, a story out there so people can become more aware. Absolutely. Okay, on Military Justice for All with Jen Norris. Yes, yes. Uh, she has been a big help as well, as well. And uh, Shant Shanta Block, and, and such as her sisters in Fort Hood, has been a big help as well. So we're grateful for all those yeah. and pray for all those that have situations that are similar like ours. Wow, that's amazing. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, officer, please. Uh, uh, Tony, I would love to shake your hand. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I appreciate you. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good one. Much appreciated. Oh, that was, wow. That was Tony. That was incredible. Um, I don't really know what to say after that. Yeah, you could tell in his voice that, you know, um, yeah. this has been like turning it's a apart in his family apart. It's a son. Yeah. It's yeah. A son, yeah. Wow. P very powerful story. Okay, he shared that story with us. Absolutely. I'll definitely look into that story about his son. Yeah. That's just John. Unfortunate and that's sad and that's Absolutely. Alright. Well we're gonna check back in, in a little bit. Crime con update. We just yes. uh, met a nice young uh, not young at all. Nice gentleman with uh he had a crime con exclusive hat on. Yes. And he had uh, a bottle of Coca Cola. I thought it was Coke. Yeah, and Coca -Cola. a dip in his mouth. Yes. Now I don't judge people, but walking that around with a bottle of spit it's brown spit. Yeah. It's crazy. And you remarked that, like, what if you forget? And drinks it. And you drink your own yeah. spit, your tobacco spit. Um, that's, and, and you also gagged while you did that. Yeah. 
Um, yes, yeah, it's a very interesting um, question, and I don't know, but I wanted to check in because he said one of the most profound things I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Fran, you complimented his hat. Yes. And you said, I like your hat. Yeah. And his response was what, Fran? I need a hat. Simple. Simple. Genius. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a better reason to wear a hat. It's because you needed a hat. Yeah. Not for a fashion statement, not to send a message. Or I like hats. Or I like hats, even. It's I just, just I needed one. I needed the a hat. The sun is out. Needed a hat. Yeah. He had so a crime con hat. Yeah. So he doesn't even really, I don't even know if he's here. If maybe his wife dragged him here. He might not even love crime con. Probably not. But he needed a hat. Yeah. So I just thought that was very profound. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hi. Thank, uh, thank you for taking a card. I love both your shirts. They're very floral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, very profound. What's the theme here? Yes. Yeah, a lot of flowers. Like you can tell who's, peop- who's here for who. Like yeah. I can tell when somebody's here for Nancy Grace. I can tell when somebody's here for like some kind of hipster podcaster or something. That yeah. They're here to hear them speak. I can really tell by the mm-hmm. way they present themselves. Those two that we just popped by, they're Nancy Grace fans. Yes. Um, can I say one thing? Yeah, please. I'm surprised. Yes. I know this is day one. Uh-huh. I'm surprised we haven't gotten anyone here specifically to see us. I'm not surprised at all, man. But again, I, I have think I think happen. I think I've I've diagnosed myself with imposter imposter syndrome. So I don't think anybody mm. listens to this podcast. I don't, I don't I'm always like I don't know if people are going to like this. I don't know. I, that's how I feel. So yeah. I'm not expecting anybody to be here for I us. Do. So that's just my feel. I, I appreciate your confidence, yeah. man. But um I'm just here for the ride, day you know. Day 2 will hap- it will happen. I, I appreciate you putting your stamp on that. Yes. We will check in with you guys on day 2. We're going to be doing this every day. I need another cup of coffee. You need another cup of coffee? Yes. Okay, we're going to get Fran another cup of coffee. Yeah. We'll check in with you guys in a bit. Yep. Uh, folks, we are here with Michael Vogan from Authorum. Michael Vogan? Yes, sir. And your name? Udo. Udo. Yeah. Mike and Udo. Um, so they were just breaking down to us what it is that they do. Mike, I would love to really understand what it is because you, you came at me with a lot of words. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel disrespected because <laughs> I don't have the capacity. So I would sure. like to gain some of that capacity in the next two minutes or so yeah. for you to break down what it is that you do. Sure. So Authorum, we uh, built the first and only. Authorum. Could you spell O-T-H-R-A-M, that? O-T-H-R-A-M. Authorum. Oh, Authorum. Uh, we built okay, the first okay. and only forensic crime lab in the uh, private crime lab in the United States. It's built from the ground up. Works exclusively with law enforcement. And so what we're able to do is take very small amounts of DNA and access information from that DNA that traditional methodologies can't access. Wow. In the past, a lot of labs need 10 nanograms, 20 nanograms of DNA. It can't be contaminated or degraded. With us, we can have, as Yudo was saying, a single source, we can do like 130 picograms of DNA and figure out who that may belong to build a DNA profile. If you had to put that on a scale, just to get people to understand the difference. 15 human cells. Oh, wow. One five. Oh, 15 wow. human cells. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so our, our whole process is we do a lot of lab work. That's where the magic happens. Build a DNA profile that's applicable for the genealogical databases. And then a lot of our customers and law enforcement will take that profile, go do their own genealogy. We can help them with it as well if they need it. Okay. Uh, but it's becoming, you know, genealogy has been around for 20 some years. A lot of people do it and a lot of people are very good at it. Uh, the key to doing good genealogy is having a very good DNA profile from which to work. Got and it. That's what we do. Even with a little bit of Even DNA. With a little bit of DNA. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, well, you guys are very youthful. You guys have a very youthful logo. I feel like you guys are coming in with that, that, that young Facebook energy, you know, yeah, young, yeah, young, yeah, young yeah. Zuckerberg energy, the shaking Zuckerberg up trailblazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real, real trail, young trailblazing energy. I appreciate you guys informing me of those things of and wishing you guys great success. Are you guys here, like, to promote? We're, and, we're here just to meet people. So we have a website called DNAsolves.com. Okay, DNAsolves.com. DNAsolves.com. And that's where we can talk about cases that law enforcement has given us permission to discuss discuss uh we put cases that we've solved there that they've told us that we can share those and then we have cases that we're crowdfunding there's a lot of cases out there that come from agencies that have zero budget for advanced dna testing but that's the only thing holding these cases up from being solved yes and so we said well hey we got a lot of followers on facebook we got a facebook group called uh dna solves advocates uh feel free to join that absolutely and you'll get all our updates of what we're doing at authorum and dnasolves.com awesome authorum um you know mike Mike, yep. Mike, you guys were awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. And I'm uh, definitely going to check it one more time, the Facebook group and the website. Uh, DNA Solves Advocates is the Facebook group, and the website is dnasolves.com. Awesome. You guys go check that out. Yep. All right. So Dr. Pelter is returning. She's brought a guest. Um, we are here with Melissa. Melissa Moore. Melissa yes. Moore from the Happy Face Podcast. Yes. First of all, Melissa, it's a pleasure to meet you. 
It's a very nice jacket you have on. Yeah, thank you. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about Happy Face and also life after Happy Happy Face? Yeah, so Happy Face follows my journey of discovering my father was a serial killer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, yeah, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Wow, okay, okay, okay. All right. Melissa Moore. Who is, who is your father? The Happy Face serial killer. Oh, my God. Okay. Duh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, so I'm guessing... Happy face, you have you have completed that chapter and are now moving on to life after life happy after face. happy face. Yeah. Wow, what is that like to? I mean, well, I don't want to go into. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, we're cool. We're okay. cool. We can talk um, about anything. <laughs> what, well, first of all, uh, what made you? I'm sure a lot. It took a long time for you to be comfortable just owning that and speaking. You know, yeah, like so what? My yeah. father was arrested. Um, he was captured in 1995 when I was a freshman in high school wow so it broke the news and then he was dubbed the happy where are you face, from uh washington state oh so like yeah. it's close-knit community well i would say not not so much because he was a long-haul truck driver so a lot of his victims were across the united states um, mostly in portland oregon yeah that was where he centered that was the hub but um but people knew, I mean, the news was all over the place. Like, he was dubbed the happy face serial killer because he would leave smiley faces uh, with clues and bathrooms. And then he would send letters to the media telling them, you know, here's where you could find her wallet. Here's where you can find her Walkman. Things wow. like that. Clues. Now, um, and stop me if this is a weird question. Would you say that you felt like that type of precociousness was something of your, was he like a prankster? Just a jackass. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like, no, like, you know, just, um, let's see, how to smug. Sure. Yeah. So, like, in court, to give you an example, when he was arrested and he was in, on trial, the son of his last victim, Don Finley, he went to court to defend his mom, you know, and then my dad turned around and winked at him. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I, that's what I mean by So, it's not, it's not like yeah. a... Uh, what it was pure smug that all the it wasn't like oh i'm rambunctious yeah. so it, it didn't like transfer over to in the house he'd hide the cereal or something and no like the way he was as a dad he was actually really charismatic he was a boxer he was a cyclist very athletic he was six foot six he's still alive he's um serving multiple life sentences in salem penitentiary wow and then um you, now we're all adults my siblings and i and we've how many all, siblings do you have um two others and we just have moved on with our lives. But, I mean, this is kind of a life sentence for all of us. Like, we're not ever going to outrun that title of being related to him. And so, for me, it was about changing my legacy, changing the meaning of yeah. what it meant to me. And so Taking I Taking control. Yeah. So, I started working in true crime and working on cold cases. And I started working a little bit on my dad's case. But mostly, I focus on cold cases and other family members of serial killers. I work with them because there's a huge stigma. I mean, you hear the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And so, how do you break out of that idea? So, would you would, so would you say that that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm assuming, uh, but that's something you faced and you're like. Oh, absolutely. Like, just people saying when I was married, they would say, you know, d to my former husband, don't you sleep with one eye open? I oh, mean, because wow. there's yeah. this DNA factor, like people yeah. think, like, is it genetic? It could just, it could just kick on some at some point. Yeah. 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 Wow. I actually ended up on the podcast. You'll hear that I went to go get a PET scan by Dr. Fallon, who's also a psychopath. Y oh, wow. So yeah. He's, <laughs> he's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Fallon, he studies the minds of serial killers, and then he had one of his colleagues to do a blind study put in other brain scans of non-serial killers. And so they ended up taking one of his brain scans and putting in the pot with the serial killers. And he's like, hey, you know, all of these are serial killer scans and or, or psychopath scans. And so he discovered that way that he was a psychopath. Wow. Yeah. I'm interested in the yeah. idea that that's like a thing you can just casually call yourself. Yeah. That well, feels like that has a stigma on it as well. Well, it does. But, but he's just well, clinically... A psychopath. A, correct. And that just means it, it's he's just hardwired differently than we are. His brain is hardwired differently. So a lot of surgeons um, are... Yeah, lack, that, lack yeah. empathy and... Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they can't have it. I yeah. mean, if your patient's going to be dying on the... Like, they can't go home and cry. That you show know? Scrubs is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That dude, JD, is always like, I care about this. But no, a real surgeon is 
doesn't give a sh- you gotta it's it's mostly fake because you I mean you gotta cut in, cut into people and yeah you know, and yeah. they have to go home and like leave work behind yes and if somebody died they can't be going on the drive home sobbing you know and thinking about their family they have to go home to their family and so there's compartments that you know where they put that work goes in a box you know that's a tough one yeah. okay so life after happy face is that where it, in happy face I'm assuming you 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 focused on your dad's story or you yeah, also my own story and my dad's story and then with life after happy face i, tr- I partnered up with dr laura petler yes who you just met. yes um i've been working met with her early i call her doc we're cool okay yeah um, me so and i, I call her dr pet so i work on the dr mm-hmm. oz show and so i brought oh, cool. her on the dr oz show as a criminologist and so she gave her expertise and we formed this friendship yeah and so i have her She's my co-host, and so she brings the forensics, the doctor's perspective, and I bring the story perspective yeah. of people who have lived with a killer yes. or survived a killer yeah. or knew a killer, like innocent bystanders. Yeah, you know? it's like you, 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 yeah, exactly. And you have an education that you can't get at a school. I mean, nobody yeah. can just learn what that's like to have that personal experience. Yeah, it's a different yeah. type of experience. Yes. And so when I'm interviewing different people that are related or survived, I can speak from that point of view. And Dr. Laura can absolutely speak on the forensics and explain the mind of a killer in a different way, in a forensic doctor way. Yes. <laughs> now, has, has li- is Life After Happy Face currently out, or is it coming out? It's coming out. So we have the trailer out right now. Yes, and Life so After Happy Face trailer. Yep, and then it'll be coming out at September 10th. Oh, yeah. awesome. So it's just taking a little while because what I'm actually going to do is talk to my dad for the first time in prison. Oh, wow. And so I want to actually have that conversation, that face-to-face with my dad. Is that a personal thing? or that It's a personal thing for me. Okay. And so I actually wrote him a letter, and he wrote me back. And so there's been some correspondence. So I'm going to dive into that for sure. the first part of the podcast when we start. So, so are you going to be bringing a recorder to the conversation or just talk afterwards? Um, well, I'll record our phone calls. Got it. And then I'll also talk about afterwards. Like yeah. Face to face. Wow. When we eventually have that. And that will be on in the happy face timeline. Yeah. Life after happy face. Oh, that's yeah. going to be on life after yeah, happy face. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you're, you're going to do that. And then that's going to be part of life after happy face. Yes, life after. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it. It's yeah. click. It clicked. So my question was back to when you said that he was captured when you were in high school. How did that? As you was a freshman in high school, yeah. how how was that that time between you and the high school as far as dealing with everything that was going on? Because like my uh, maiden name is Jesperson, so okay. his his name is Keith Jesperson, and I was Melissa Jesperson, and mm-hmm. so in school. Everybody was talking, whispering, and then parents are like, I can't believe my kid could have been around a serial killer. Right, right. It's like, I'm a mom now, so I know what those parents are now thinking, but when I was a teenager, it just felt like I was guilty by association. Right, yep. Oh my gosh, well, something's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. So it was really difficult. I ended up changing high schools, and I just hid for a long time until probably around 2005, I started facing you know, my questions about my dad. Yeah. And then um, I ended up going on the Oprah show. Oh, wow, really? So I, I wrote a book called Shattered Silence, and I went on the Oprah show, and that's what changed my life, meeting Oprah. And then all of a sudden, media outlets just kept coming forward and wanting to ask me questions, and then I started working in the media. Yes. Now, I've been told Oprah smells like new money. <laughs> uh, would, you, would, you, would you say that that's an accurate description? Her shoes, yeah, her shoes are bomb. Like yeah. <laughs> she took them off right away. They looked uncomfortable. The yeah. red bottom. Yeah, oh yeah, right? I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure the red bottoms get pretty say uncomfortable. It right, yeah. because there's a French pronunciation that's proper. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. I always say Louis Vuitton, but yeah. that's not right. Louis I don't have Vuitton. enough money to know how to pronounce it correctly at all. <laughs> um, if you uh, go to um, Saks Fifth Avenue, they'll correct us. Yeah, sure. We'll just we'll take, we'll, yeah, yeah. They're like, first of all, you don't know how to say that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like that scene in uh, Showgirls. Oh, really? I don't know if you've seen Showgirls, but they're like, that's a nice dress. She's like, oh, thanks. It's Versace. Oh my god. And they're gosh. like, oh yeah, Vers- yeah, yeah, Versace. Versace. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bumpkin. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Melissa, thank you very much for sharing that story. I can't wait to hear Life After Happy Face. And uh, are you doing Podcast Row, or are you just here soaking yeah, up? Yeah, I'm, I'm at the end near Nancy Grace over there. Oh man, so. prime real estate. I guess so. She has yeah, not I'm graced lucky. us with her presence. <laughs> I worked a little bit with Nancy Grace. She's fabulous. Oh, my God. Wow. Awesome. Well, um, I would love for you to just plug anything else that you'd like to plug before you get out of here. I don't want to hold you up any further. No, thank you. It was lovely yeah. to meet you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, what, what, first of all, uh, so Life After Happy Face, September? September. 
September 10th. And Friday. Happy Face is currently available wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and they could go on Instagram, follow us on Life After Happy Face if they want to. Yeah, what's your Instagram? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah Life button. After Happy Face Instagram. Yeah. And then if they want to be a Patreon, that would be amazing because we're going to give executive producer credits, shout out. Oh, wow. To people who are supporting the podcast. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, check out her Patreon. Also, is this jacket custom made before you get out of here or is this? Uh, no, this is free people. Oh, no, yeah, free people. <laughs> shout out to free people. The jacket is quite dapper. Uh, Melissa, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be checking out those projects for sure. All right, awesome. Thank you. CrimeCon 2021 update. Fran and I are here. We've been here for several hours at yes. this point. We've Getting met a, a lot. Hungry. Getting a bit hungry? Yeah. What would you eat if you could, right now if you could eat something? Right now? Yeah. Um, I want some tacos. Oh, they have really plenty of those, my friend, in Austin, Texas. I really want some tacos. You can get a taco just about anywhere, my yes. friend. But anyway, um, we've met some very interesting people, yes. had some very interesting conversations, some intense conversations. Yes. What has been the highlight for you so far, Fran? Meeting the Smiley Face Killer's daughter. Yeah, Melissa Moore. That was a very interesting conversation. Uh, she's a very powerful person. Yes. Uh, um, for me, it's still uh, meeting the, the gentleman who's trying to get his son's uh, murder solved yeah. or suspected murder. I don't know. I don't know the details of that. I haven't done any research, but he believes his son was killed, yeah. and that's a lot to—that's a lot of weight to have on yes. your shoulders. Yes. Um, you can hear his voice, man. Yeah, there for sure. Yeah, yeah. He almost got me choked up with yeah. some. Yeah, it was a very powerful story. Uh, but no, talking to Melissa was was cool. Uh, talking to Doctor Doctor Petler, she was she was super cool. She's, Shout out to the doc. She's singing a song tomorrow. Yes. Shout out to the doc, and uh, really looking forward to that. Yes. And uh, yeah, CrimeCon 2021 is very interesting. I'm really enjoying it. Meeting some really interesting and cool people. Like I said, there's a lot of. Um, main character energy here. I like it. I like people. There's a lot of individuality. I don't know if people, I don't know how many people dress like this at home. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of like, oh, I'm, I'm breaking. Yeah, I feel like they're like, I'm breaking this out at this. Yeah. I don't know if they're walking around with this level of confidence at home. And if they do, God bless them. But I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot of floor pattering. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. White women love flower patterns. Hmm. You can get it at Target. You can get it at Ann Taylor Loft. Hmm. You can get it at L.L. Bean. A lot of floral patterns. I like there's a woman standing in front of us that's very vibrant floral patterns, like a pastels. Mm -hmm. Pastels and flower, double whammy. Uh, But, yeah, CrimeCon, man, we're checking in every once in a while just to give you guys the updates on what's happening. Yeah. Like I said, we have a lot of cool people come in and out, and uh, it's been a really interesting time. And this is only day one, Fran. Yeah, we got two more days of this shit, mm-hmm. and we are running low on pop sockets. I'm sorry to the Patreon listening members <laughs> listening to this. I don't think y'all are getting any of these pop sockets, man. They aren't making they are it home. Gone. They're not making it back to Baltimore for us to ship them out to some uh, loyal Patreon listeners. Yeah. So I'm sorry, all love, and we appreciate you guys. Yes. But these things are going like fucking hotcakes, yeah. man. I got and one I'm in still my hand. nobody's getting. Yeah, you got it on like it's a ring pop. I mean, it looks fashionable, doesn't it? It does. It looks like a boss ring, like you're a mob boss. I might wear it all. I might wear the whole Pod weekend. boss. I might wear it just like, I might use it as this. It is great marketing if you did that. You walk yes. around with the, just our logo on your hand. Yes. But anyway, folks, CrimeCon 2021, we're going to check. Hello, how you doing? Yeah, great. Pretty good. Great. Oh, uh, from who? Where are you from? Where are you f- oh, I love it. I love that Oh, accent. man, that voice, it. it sounds like, 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 like gravy. Yes. I love it. I love that Yeah, accent. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a speaker? I am. Speaker. Oh my God! What is your name? Cheryl McCollum. Sh- oh Everybody my God! Somebody, somebody told me. Somebody told. This is Cheryl McCollum. You, um, you uh, worked with 9/11, or you, you set oh, up. Yeah. yeah, you set up space. I, I wasn't really. Somebody, sure. somebody, somebody, somebody gave yeah, me the rundown. Somebody gave somebody me a rundown and was like, uh, "You got to check uh, out Cheryl McCollum." I was in charge of the national response team. Give her, yes. the, give her yes. the microphone, friend. First of all, thank you so much. First song. Yeah. Oh my I God. Oh my God. It's just so buttery. So it's like the greatest it's like velvet. True Please. Come here. Come here, sugar. Don't say. Don't. If she's gonna hype you up like this, don't say anything until she gives you the microphone. I'm telling you, the greatest voice in true crime. Ah, uh, there we are. Oh, oh, that's clear butter. and bassy. Straight butter. Straight butter. Straight butter, baby. <laughs> I'm the Barry White. Of true crime. Oh, I like that. Straight you got to put that on the shirt. You got to put that on the shirt. That's Dr. Uh, Joseph Scott Morgan. Oh, my God. death investigator for the medical examiner's office when we were all in Atlanta. Oh, wow. And our prosecutor was Nancy Grace, no less. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know what ever happened to her. She was a good kid. <laughs> yeah, she, I'm, I'm sure she made it out okay. <laughs> I figure she yeah, I'm, sure, right. I'm sure she's doing fine. Sure. But, yes, I did respond to 9-11. I was in charge of the 
National Crisis Response Team that responded to the Pentagon. Yes. I was in charge of the Crisis Response Team for the Olympic Games in Atlanta, which nobody would have cared anything about, but we ended up having a bombing. Yes. I watched Richard Jewell. Love that movie. Love that movie. Is it BS? Is he really, did he really, was he intricate in that situation? Richard Jewell did nothing wrong. Okay, yes, yes. Well, in the movie, they're like, not only did he not do anything wrong, he saved a bunch of people. He saved a ton of people. Okay, awesome. Okay, like that makes me feel good because no, I love he that saved story. saved a ton of people and later became a police officer in Sonoy, Georgia. Um, so I got to deal with him later on in life when things got a little bit better for him. So that was really good, too. Because he went through a hard time there. It was railroad. Yeah. That's all it was to it. Yeah. It was a scapegoat that should have never happened. Yes. You know. But we do a lot of um, cases with the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute. Street team. Street doing doing team promo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we've seen yeah. Listen, in my world there's two types of people. There's investigators and there's confidential informants. Oh, I like that. <laughs> we got both shirts. So yeah. If you're not an investigator, we got something. Yeah, yeah, you got something on the, in the tuck, tucked away. Yeah, I don't believe in snitching, but I do believe getting paid for shit you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I yeah. say that on You your can podcast? say whatever the hell you want uh, to. But I mean that's the thing. Yes. Right? I mean if you've got solid information, you should be paid for it. So, I believe in using CIs. I believe in it. You know, but we have a great time. We've got some wine down there. Oh, you got a booth too? We do. We have a booth. Wait, so you do a podcast? I do a few podcasts here and there. Sure. Oh, you guest on them or you have I one? On them. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Right. What, so what so, can we expect? I don't want you to give away the spiel because I'm going to come check you out, obviously. But like, what are you here to speak about? All I heard was a young, attractive man say he was checking me out. Thank you, baby. Isn't that what you Is that me? Said? I'm gonna check you, you out. Oh, 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 okay. I was like, I was like, did I say that? Sometimes I, I don't remember what I'm saying at the time. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. Oh, oh, no. I just didn't know that I said that. Yes, I did. I did. I did. I did say it, and I meant it, Cheryl. Oh, thank um, you so, so uh, Cheryl, now, tonight yeah. I've got an actual cold case that I'm gonna let people help me solve. Oh wow, where? That's the way I do where it. in there? Yes. What time is that happening? Eight o'clock. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll be so there. So the way we do it, I use the general public to help me on cases because anybody can solve a cold case. Yeah. And everybody has an avocation or a vocation. Yes. They have information I don't have. They Absolutely. Have I don't have. Different set of eyes on it. So we've yeah. got a young African-American female that was shot twice and sexually assaulted and left for dead. Oh, wow. And nine years later, another young African-American female was sexually assaulted but survived, but the DNA matched. Oh, wow. So we got to find this guy. Cheryl, oh, my God. Eight o'clock? Oh, my God. we got to check Cheryl out at eight o'clock. Thank you so yeah, much, Cheryl. You. Oh, my God. See you, guys, see you guys tonight at 8. She was awesome. Yes, very awesome. What did he say? He's the Barry White of true crime podcasting? That's, that's a fucking that's great name. I tried to do it, but I can't. You can't just do that. You have to have that. I can do what I want. All right, well, we're going to check back in with you guys in a little bit after that sassy comment from Fran. So we're here with Mr. Raymond Romero. Mr. Ra- Raymond Romero, okay. Uh-huh. And you said you were what? I uh, happen to be a survivor from the most prolific serial killer of our time. Wow. Now, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sorry? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I was uh, a bar owner, and I was also a drug dealer at the time that I met this guy. He Mm -hmm. was introduced to me by a partner who said that if we ever had any problems, he knew a hitman who could help us with our problems. Mm. And I said, okay, but he never told me who he was. And one day... When I was closing the bar, he brought him in mm. to play a game of pool with me. He didn't tell me who he was. He just says, hey, Ray, this is Richard, and he heard you're a really good pool player, and he'd like to play a game of pool. Yeah. Now, was this was this like, was this already set up, or was this, was, did he come in uninvited? How was how does that? No, he came with Bill, my partner. Oh, okay, got they you. Were drive, they were riding together. Got you. And uh, so, so I... Uh, I said, well, Bill, I said, it's like 2 in the morning, and I'm so tired. I've been here 18 hours. I want to go home. Right. He says, just playing the game of pool. And then this guy, Richard, comes up. He says, yeah, I want to play you. I hear you're really good. Mm. And I said, I'm one of the best in San Diego. And he goes, well, I'm pretty good, too. <laughs> just play me a few games. Yeah. And my partner, Bill, was kind of signaling in behind, you know. Oh, really? head and everything. And I said, okay. So he wrecked. Mm. And I broke. I sank a few balls and, mm. and missed on purpose. Mm. Well, he got mad because he could see that I was, I missed it on purpose. Oh, okay. Don't you could have made that. And and Bill kept waiting behind, like take it easy on him, take it easy. Mm. I'm trying to, but the guy wasn't that good. So I finally beat him in that game. Okay. And then he racked again. Mm. And he says, 
Play your best. Play your mm. Okay, and Bill's waving again, saying no, back off. Yeah. I don't know what to do, so I broke, and I left the guy with two balls. Mm. And he was getting mad at me. Play, play, play your hardest, play your hardest. And then he racked again. He says, I've never lost three games to anyone. Really? Yeah. And so I was thinking, well, you're not that good. I don't believe that. Right, right. <laughs> so I said, I got to get home. So I broke and ran the table. Mm. He get a shot, and it upset him. He comes up to me. He's a big guy. He comes up to me, and he grabs my cue stick and shakes it. And then he grabs my hands. He says, you know what? You're a cocky kind of guy, and I like that. Mm. And then he looks at Bill, and he tells him, I'll meet you out in the car, Bill. And Bill is laying in one of the booths that we had at the restaurant. Yeah. Laying back on the, the seat. And I go up and tell him, hey, Bill, what was that all about? He says, you remember that hit man that I told you that I knew? I said, that was him? He says, yes. And he doesn't like to lose, and he likes to erase his mistakes. So he's probably going to want to kill you. What? I said, Bill? I said, what are you doing to me? Right. You bring this guy in here. Don't tell me who he is. And I beat him in the pool. He wants to kill me? Yeah. I'm going to go try to talk him out of it. I go, thanks a lot. So this is what started the whole thing. That's how it was wow. introduced to Richard. Yeah. And then the next day, Richard, I mean, Bill calls me up and says, listen, I talked him out of killing you. And I said, great, thanks a lot. <laughs> wow. And he says, but I have to go up to Seattle with him for a month. So I'll be gone for a month. Can you handle things? And I go, yeah. Okay. Well, now, was he doing that at his own will or that was... Was he doing that at his own, on his own will, or was he, was, he, was he making him go with him up to Seattle? How was that? The guy was making him go making up him go. to Seattle. Wow. And they were gone for about a month. Mm -hmm. And so while they were gone, I got in trouble with a guy at a bar. He says I disrespected him and that I was going to have to make it up to him. And then his friend, who was a guy named Big Danny, mm. said, Ray, you made a mistake. And I said, what? That guy's a punk. And he goes, he's the secretary of the Hells Angels here in San Diego. Wow. Like, really? He doesn't dress like him. He's got his shorts, his pants, right. and everything. And that's because he's the front man for the Hells Angels. They mm. do a lot of protective stuff like big names that come here to San Diego. Yeah. They go in the back and they keep people out and all that and they're intimidating and people don't mess with them. So he arranges contracts for all the big names that come here. Wow. And so he has to dress kind of nice and everything. Right. Okay. <laughs> so he says, I don't know what he's going to want but he's probably going to want to kill you. And I'm like, again? Somebody killing me for nothing? Comes to find out in order to keep myself from getting killed. He started extorting money from me. Wow. And all that. So when Bill come back, I was waiting for him. I told him. And Bill says, how much have you paid him? I said, 2500 so far. Mm -hmm. Plus, he wanted some drugs, so I got him a half ounce of crystal and all that. Yeah. He said, well, we can't allow this to happen, you know. So the word gets out, this will ruin us. Mm. But I got just the person to take care of this for you. Yeah. And guess who we brought? Richard. That hitman. Wow. And Richard came and he says, tell me your story. And I told him, he says, I'll take care of this for you. And I said, well, what are you going to charge me? I said, I don't have a lot of money. I've been yeah. paying this guy and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, let's just say I'll do you a favor and you'll have to return the favor at a future date. Oh, my goodness. Like, okay. Yeah. And that's how I got to meet him. Wow. And he took a liking to me. And to return the favor, he wanted me to help him run his drug business. Wow. He was importing with the Colombian cartel tons of drugs into San Diego. Mm -hmm. And he had a 15,000 square foot warehouse full. Wow. And he wanted me to manage. Manage it. Yeah. The incoming and the outgoing. I had to uh, catalog everything, weigh it, make sure it was right. Wow. Make sure it was going to the right places, Chicago or wherever. And then, you know, catalog what was coming in and yeah. all that. So, track of it all. so you had to do that on top of owning a bar? I'm sorry? So you had to do that on top of owning a bar? Yeah. Well, wow. He wanted me to stop working at the bar. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. He was going to pay me and everything. 
Mm. And I said, look, if I get busted with that much drugs, I'll never see the light of day. Right. And that's where he gave me one clue to this story. He told me, as long as you work for me, you'll never have to be worried about being arrested by the police. Mm. And I said, why not? Let's just say I did them a favor and they owe me. Wow. That favor I found out later when I researched was that he killed a prostitute that was going to turn in all the police for having sex with her and this, that, and the other, and it was going to cause them either loss of job or maybe criminal charges and all that. Mm -hmm. And when they found out she was turning in their names to the district attorney to prosecute them, they had this guy Richard Killer. Killer. Wow. So now guess what? They owe Richard. Right. And so he has free reign, and they're protecting him. And while he was killing all these people and women in San Diego... They were turning the blinds out to it. They were helping him. They were, oh, help? Okay. They were keeping him safe. Wow. They were complicit in all the deaths and murders. Wow. Supposedly, when they died, they raided his locker, and they found over 300 men, women, and children on relatives' cards. Oh, my goodness. With their names and pictures. Wow. Of the victims, because usually serial killers keep pictures or some right. trophies of right. the victims. Yeah, exactly, yep. And that's what he was doing. Wow. And I remember one time he took a picture of me. Yeah. So guess who was next on that list? Me. Oh, my goodness. He's going to kill me, my wife, and my children. But that's crazy. Money's hitting it. I mean, you can't be doing a job every month. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you make money? He goes, I sell snuff films. Snuff films? Yeah, do you know what a snuff no, film is? No, I don't. Is? What is that? It's a movie made of someone being bound and tortured and eventually killed. Oh, my goodness. And he would sell them for $10,000. $10,000? Yep. He would get somebody like you or me, tie us up. In some basement that he had or whatever. Yeah. And then he would have a, a camera running, and he would make us plead for our lives, cry and whimper. Oh, my goodness. Cut us. Yeah. Choke us. Torture us. And then eventually kill, kill us. Kill him. Right. And then he would take that tape and sell it. For 10000 a piece. Yes, that's what he told me. He didn't tell me he was making him. He told me he was selling him. He was selling him. Wow. And then I said, well, you know what? Bill tells me you're a hitman. He said, yeah. I said, so you've killed people? And he said, yeah. I said, what does it feel like to kill someone? He says, like turning off a light switch. It's that easy. Yeah. I said, no remorse, no worries or cares about Nothing. It? No. And I said, wow. I said, well, besides the money, is there another reason that you kill people? He goes, yeah. Is Ray, I've done so many evil things in my life that I know I can never go to heaven. Mm. And since I'm going to hell, I'm sending my father in hell as many souls as I can. Wow. So that when I get to hell, he'll give me a position of authority. Wow. Hence the title. Yep, Soul, Soul Stalker. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, wow. okay. And he says, and it's my father in hell that protects me. He gives me protection. I'll never get caught. And that's what he believed. That's what he believed. Yes. His wow. uh, license plate, the number was 666. Six. Wow. We had pagers at that time. And everybody, when they paged you so that you would know who was calling you, yeah. had a code at the end of it. They would put the phone number down, mm -hmm. a space, and then a three-digit code. Mine was 111. Richards was 666. Wow. Because he always called from phone booths, and you yeah. wouldn't answer it if you didn't recognize the number. Oh, okay. But with that so code, But with yours, he knew it was you. Yeah. Wow. And so I I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to work for him. But he told me if I didn't, he was going to kill me, torture me, and kill me. And then later he told me, before I kill you, I'm going to kill your ex-wife and your two children. There's wow. nothing you can do about it. And then my girlfriend, who now is my wife, yeah. he was going to do the same with her. Wow, really? And then I decided, well, they're only the second time in my life that I had to kill this guy. 
Yeah. There's only two people that I ever wanted to kill. Mm -hmm. The first one was when I was first married. My wife ran off with a guy, mm -hmm. and I was going to go after him and kill him. Yeah. But I didn't. This time, I felt there was no other recourse, but I had to kill him. Yeah. My partner, Bill, heard about me, came to me, and said, Ray, you can't kill him. So why not? He owes the Colombians $750 million. Wow. And if you kill him before they collect, they won't come after you. Gone, he's dead. Oh, my goodness. So they will come after you. And then they'll come after you, your family, and your kids, and you'll have gained nothing. So they was just trying to wipe out every, they was just trying to wipe out the whole family. Yeah. Wow. So that's part of the story. There's much more. Much more? Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so tell us, because, you know, this is, I mean, this is not live, but we will put this on our podcast. I can't hear you. We said we will put this on our podcast. So just tell the listeners, you know, a little bit about your book and where can they get it. This book talks about the most murderous serial killer of our time. Mm -hmm. His name was Richard. You don't hear about him because the police helped him, so they're complicit. So does he have a last name? What's his, have a last name? What's his full name? His full name is Richard Allen Sanders. Richard Allen, Allen Sanders. If you look him up on Google, you add serial killer next to his name. Otherwise, it'll come up with a senator or something. Okay. You know, it comes up with different people. But if you put Richard Allen Sanders and add serial killer next to him, you'll come up with a lot of information about him. Okay. Such as this. This is some of the stories. Okay. Do you have a picture of him? Huh? You have a picture of him in this? A picture? A picture? No. Of him? I've never taken a picture, but I have a something that looks close to him. This is somewhat what he looked like. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. He was a little thinner, though, but he was still a big man. 6'4", about two. Six. Whoa, okay. Very strong. Yeah. This. this is interesting because I've never heard of this guy before. No, I've never heard of this guy. Kept it hidden. Right. Because if they research it, open it up, and find out that they were complicit right. in assisting him killing all these people, they get criminally charged. Mm, yeah, yeah, I bet. So yeah. Keeping it a cold keeping case, it. but I call it a frozen case. Yes. Because they're never open. I like that. I like that. It. I'm the only one that knows about it that has the information, and I'm putting myself in danger. Wow. Because I went a few years ago to San Diego and talked to a lawyer mm. who represented the first victim from this guy. Yeah. Her name is Donna Gentili. Okay. She's the one that was going to turn them in for having her as a sex object. And the cops got arranged Richard to kill her. Wow, yeah. Okay. So now they have to help him. They're complicit in all his murders. They have to, yeah. Yeah, otherwise they're going to be charged they with yeah. just like him. Yep. And they don't want this out. So when I went to talk to that lawyer, his name was Douglas Holbrook, he put me on his radio show. He has one of those uh, public broadcasts. Okay. And he put me on it. I told him it was dangerous because they could possibly come after him, the police, for doing this and all that. Wow. And he says, no, no, no. And I told him that when they confiscated everything that Richard had, one of the ways that he killed people was, was with cyanide. He used cyanide to kill them. Yeah. And it causes a heart attack in people, but they don't detect it because they don't look for drugs. If oh, have a heart oh, really? Yeah, if you just kill over and have a heart attack. Yeah, it's just, it's a heart, heart attack. attack. Just, that's it. Yeah. That's mm. test, and you have to test specifically for cyanide. Oh, okay, got you. So it was a good way for him to kill. Wow. And I told him, about it, he said, oh, I'm not worried about it. A year later, he was dead of a heart attack. Wow. I may have the same fate. I'm not sure. They don't mm. want this to come out, so I'm risking my life. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that daily that, you know, you put you out here putting that story out? Because I'm a Christian, and I believe that God protects me. Gotcha. Okay. And all they'll do is send me to my father sooner. Right. Okay. You know, but so I'm not worried because I know where I'm going. I'm going right. to heaven. I, you know, I think I, I, I commend you for doing what you're doing. For, and also getting this story out there. I'm going to definitely look into this story. Where can they buy the book? Right here. I have one with me. You have the book? Huh? Is it you have you have a book with I you? Had, I brought six of them with me. Okay. Just to give, uh, sell them when I need yeah. them. Yeah. 
waiting for the shipment to come in, and okay. it never came in. Right. So, I mean, can they buy it online? Can they? I, they can look on my website. Oh, not a website. It's my Gmail. Okay. Because I can't afford a website. Got you. So they can they can email you that a book orders. Yeah, they can contact me on my website. It's Romero, R O M E R O books, the number eight, at Gmail. Okay. And they can send me the information. I'll ship them a book for twenty five dollars. Okay. Plus three dollars shipping costs, and they will have the book and I'll autograph it. Okay. That's great, man. I thank you for, you know, taking some time out to talk to me about this story. Yeah. So I I will definitely, I've never heard this story. So nobody has. Never heard this story. So I'm definitely, I will, I I want a book. I definitely want a book. Um, So I'll I'll just have to, I'll have to email you. Yeah, I have a book with you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, again, I commend you for coming over here talking to to me about the book. Uh, So, guys, I want you to make sure you um, contact Mr. Raymond Romero. Um, about the the Soul Stalker. I mean, this is that's a crazy yeah, story, Romero, man. R O M E R O. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know, if you need to ask questions, you can call. You can send me a, an email, and I'll do the best I can. To okay, great, them. great. I mean, because I would love to do this story on our on our episode. If you on want one of our episodes. Story, fine. For sure. Then you can contact me. I'll give you my phone number. Not great. Else. Okay. And I appreciate you, man. Me and we can get together. If you want to do another podcast. You know, I can show you a lot of things. I appreciate know, that. I'm this killer. Yeah. And I have witnesses to it. I have his sex slave that he had for years under his uh, protection. Wow. And she was she's so distraught of yeah. what happened, what she had to go through. I bet. And uh, I have my partner Bill. That's the one that introduced me to. Him. Yeah. He also has information, and he was up in Seattle with him for a month. Wow, what were they a doing month up there. What were they doing? He came back a changed man, a crazed man. Really? I think Richard either talked him into doing some killings with him, or he watched him do some killings. Yeah. He came back crazed. He was a different man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't think it was Bill anymore. Wow. So he came back a totally different person, not the yeah, person you knew. Like he'd gone through something traumatic and everything. Wow. So he has a lot of information about Richard that I can, if we do a research. Yeah, because he was with the guy for a month. He was with him for more than that. He knew him for years. Wow. Oh, okay. So he can give us a lot of information about Yeah. He can, if he wants to, you know. I have track of where he's at. Okay. I have other people that were uh, involved with Richard. Yeah. I had a roommate, a female roommate. Mm -hmm. And in order to get information from her about my family because he didn't know where my family lived my okay. wife, wife and children yeah he took her and drugged her up and one morning she came in after a weekend of being gone all weekend and she came in a crazed woman really she was screaming and yelling he's gonna kill us he's oh my goodness i said who who He's just trembling. He's like, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you, and I'm getting out of here. Oh, my God. She was from New York. Yeah. And she didn't even quit her job. She just disappeared? She came and got a couple of things, put them in her purse. She was running off. I said, where are you going? I'm going back to my my, my, my home state. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. And apparently he had gotten her to reveal because she knew where my boys lived. Okay. And all that, because after that, he told me, I know your address, and he gave me the address of my boys, and that's what scared me even more. Yeah. She ran. She left her car at the airport, said it was mine. She left all her belongings and her furniture. Wow. She didn't even call her boss to tell him that she quit. She just jumped the plane and got the And got out. Town. Wow. I haven't heard from her since, but I know where she's at. Oh, wow. So you, you, still, haven't, you still haven't talked to her at all? No, I... I made a couple of attempts, but she didn't return the uh, call. Mm. She she's still afraid. I bet. So afraid. Wow. I've never seen anybody so scared. Wow. You know? And then I have other people that he tried to kill. Another friend of mine, she, he was going to send her up to Seattle to meet his partner, mm-hmm. Gary Ridgway. Okay. Who confessed to a lot of the murders up in Washington State, but he didn't do them by himself. Mm. Richard was the leader. Ridgeway was the pawn. Oh, okay. And he would send her girls from San Diego. Yeah. And he pleaded a deal to stay in Washington and just get life without parole. Because if they put the charges on him from transporting women for death, mm-hmm. he would go federal and they would kill him. Oh, 
So. Wow, man. That's that is why he pleaded guilty and he was cooperative and everything because he didn't want to die. Wow. That's one, that's one hell of a story, man. I commend you for out here telling the story and had time, take it's time to, to come talk to me. I have the proof. You know, I lived the, the story. It nearly killed me. Wow. You know. Yeah, man. So thank you for thank you for talking to me. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Taking no me. problem, man. All right, CrimeCon 2021 check-in. Fran yes. has just done an exclusive interview yes. with an old man that looks like uh, the Dos Equis man or Colonel Sanders. Uh, <laughs> and apparently it was a riveting interview. I, I was distracted by a man who was talking to me about barbecue yeah. for 25 minutes conservatively. Um, anyway, we just got an exclusive life hack from somebody that came by and wanted to introduce themselves and take a card. Our card has a QR code on the back. Mm-hmm. For those of you unfamiliar with QR codes, you scan it with your camera phone, yeah. and it takes you right to whatever link you tie to the QR code. Yeah. She goes, oh, man, that's so cool, QR codes. I've been actually meaning to get a QR code, a bunch of them printed out, so I can put it on my TV so that guests, when they come to the house, can scan it, and it will give them the Wi-Fi code. Fran, my brain exploded. Yeah. How did it, I don't know how she set that up, though. A QR code, you can make it to link to anything. anything. Yeah, so you, you, can just make, you can just make a hyperlink that's just a, a, a blank screen with the code on it. But then you got to make a website, right? Uh, I don't really know the intricacies I mean, of that kind of stuff. It, it, but it sounds a little more difficult, complicated than it. Yeah, than but it. we don't know shit about shit, so that's I true. don't know. I it barely knew how to make easy. the QR code. I had to yeah. get the, the dumbest app possible that was like make, made it super simple. Hmm. But I just thought that was a genius idea. Yeah. So that was a big gem that I took away from... CrimeCon day one, yes. uh, maybe the biggest gem of the day. I mean, we've had a lot of cool interviews, but never nobody's giving me a fucking life hack. Yeah, Everybody's being fucking stingy with those life hacks. So thank you to that mystery lady who came by and told us about possibly putting a QR code yes. on something. Because you never, you know, when somebody asks for the Wi-Fi, you got to go turn the, the router around. It's a 11-digit it's a code. Yeah. I don't know that offhand. And she's like, no, QR code, boom. Yeah. So I thought that was genius. We will check back in when we have any new life hacks or any new interviews done by Fran exclusively. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. CrimeCon, day one. All right. Well, that's it from CrimeCon Live, day one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again to all the incredible people that stopped by our booth. We heard some incredible things, some funny things. It was just a really cool day one. Uh the next installment of this will be both day two and day three combined. On the third day, we got a really cool interview I'm looking forward to you guys hearing. So that'll be out soon. Until next time, thank you once again to everybody who supports this podcast and made this whole trip possible. And, you know, we are where we are because of people who support us. So it's greatly appreciated. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>